2: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes everything. NFL teams that are plus four in turnovers in a given game, those teams covered the spread twenty-two straight times. The Bengals were plus four against Tampa Bay last game they played, and they couldn't cover the spread. That means the Bengals aren't near as good as some people think.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Radio. Radio. The wisest wise guy wisdom. What does it mean? We filter, we consider all the stuff Fezic says, Brad says, all our network of experts say, and we're gonna give you one thing on each of the NFL games. And Fez occasionally will jump in with his two cents. I'm not necessarily saying
3: that's the wisest wisdom, that would be Fez's wisdom. All right, Brad, let's get started. All right, RJ, and we started off with the Jets, a seven-point favorite hosting the Bills. And to me, this is history in the following way.
2: If you have a team in the NFL week four or later with a win percentage below 35%, so why week four or later? Because if you're all in one, it doesn't tell you much. But if you get into the season worse than 35% winning percentage, Favored by a touchdown or more, only 43% against the spread. 54 winners, 70 losers. Jets meet that criteria. What's the logic? Well, why would such a bad team be favored? Well, because in theory, the other team is even worse. But one of our basic premises, it's never as bad as it seems in the NFL. Now, Peterman, he may... He may prove us wrong in general, but history says you don't want to lay the lumber with the Jets.
3: Next up, RJ, the Falcons, six point road favorites at the Browns. The Browns are so
2: bad. They're bad. They're worse than we even know. And here's why plus 11 on turnovers. That's great. That's the best in the NFL. Nothing helps you win games more than turnovers in the NFL. The other teams that are plus four or better, so the nine other teams good with turnovers after the Browns, who are the best, their record this year, when they don't play each other, right, because if they play each other, it's going to be one and one. Their record, 50 winners, 13 losers. That's straight up. They won 50 of 63 games. The Browns, who have the best turnovers, are two, six, and one. So it's almost impossible
3: Not to win if you get turnovers, but somehow the Browns have found a way to do it. And next we have the Saints, five-and-a-half-point favorites at the Bengals. Let's stick
2: with turnovers. Fez, I got a feeling we're going to be disagreeing with this one later. Here's my main point. NFL teams that are plus four in turnovers in a given game, imagine four interceptions versus zero, no fumbles. Those teams covered the spread 22 straight times before the Bengals were plus four against Tampa Bay last game they played and they couldn't cover the spread. So if you tell me, here's a situation that benefits the Bengals, the 22 straight NFL teams have won with, and the Bengals against the spread lose, that means the Bengals aren't near as good as some people think. I'm not naming any names. It starts with an F, though.
3: And next we have the Tampa Bay Bucks, a three-point favorite hosting the Redskins. This is simple.
2: Cluster injuries on the O-line for the Skins. You can't overcome them. There's names you probably don't know. Replacing one lineman? Yeah, you can do it. Put the tight end over there. You can compensate. Multiple linemen? You can't. Redskins right now, the fact this line is three is saying that Tampa's as good Equal because home field's worth three and Tampa's at home? That's telling you the market knows the skins are so decimated on the O-line.
3: Next, we have the Patriots. Six and a half point favorites at the Titans. Patriots have historically
2: been awesome as a big road favorite. So let's define that as six points or more on the road. But the last three games they've been that, and that's what they are here. They've lost two of the three. In the prior 39 games, the Patriots were favored by six or more on the road. They lost two. So think about that a second. Two losses in this spot out of 39. Then, though, in the last three, they've lost two or three. Maybe a small sample size. Maybe a canary in a coal mine of a bigger problem. And that Titan offense is
4: undervalued. Hey, I get it. Their stats year-to-date on offense look lousy, but that's all about Mariota, who was injured early in the year, missed a couple of games, and then had to play three games when he was completely
3: limited with nerve damage. Next up, RJ, we have the Packers, 10-point favorites hosting the Dolphins. More history when it comes to spreads. So 30
2: years, we go back. In the second half of the season, so we want there to be a lot of games, When a team has a record of below 500, that's Green Bay, favored by nine points or more against a team with a record above 500? It's never happened. This is the first time ever that Green Bay, below 500, favored by nine points or more, and this is up to 10 over a team with a winning record. The only way this makes sense is if Green Bay is an all-time great Team below 500 second half of the year, or Miami is an all-time horrible, better than 500 second half of the year. I don't think either are the case, and I'm probably going to be talking about this game later during best bets.
3: Next up, we have the Colts, three-point favorites hosting the Jaguars.
2: This is all about, to me, the buy. And, Fez, you got some thoughts on when buys are valuable and when they're not.
4: Yeah, a buy is really good for a team that's reeling on a losing streak. That's Jacksonville. It gives you two weeks to refocus and to get your game back on. But if you're on a winning streak like Indianapolis, it's a distraction. The players take a week vacation, so this buy favors the team on the losing streak at Jacksonville.
2: And we got some numbers to back that up. Teams off a buy on a three-plus game losing streak. 56% Fifty-six percent against the spread. All teams off a buy. That's on a winning streak. Fifty-one and a half percent. So a buy helps everybody, and the winning streak can be one game or more. Doesn't matter. But in Colts have just won last game, so their buy helps them a little. But historically, Jacksonville, who's on a three-plus game losing streak, actually four specifically, their help more fifty-six percent against
3: the spread in Jacksonville's spot. Next, we have the Bears, a seven-point favorite hosting the Lions. This is overreaction game of the week. So
2: there's a concept called the look-ahead line. And this look-ahead line, Brad, if I remember you brought this up earlier in the week, was three and a half? Yep, three and a half. All right, so what's the look-ahead line? A week ahead of time, you can bet the next week's games. So right now, we can bet not week 10, but Week 11's game. Okay, what happens in the interim? Well, there's some games play. That's it. One game max by each team. How much do those games affect the spread? Well, the Bears, dominating performance. Though the yardage wasn't great in that game, Fez. Only
4: 190 yards on offense, blowing out the bills.
2: All right, so they look great on the scoreboard. Not so great for Chicago yardage-wise. And the line's loose, right? So... Why are you looking at me funny, Brett? No, I'm not. <laughs> I thought there was some alternative no, no, no. alternative universe, maybe the Lions won. <laughs> so then it's like just cause of that one game for each team, the Lions up to six and a half? That's too much. From three and a half to six and a half. Oh, by the way, last week the Lions were five point underdogs. They lost, Brett. At Minnesota. Now they're six and a half at Chicago? Minnesota. You're telling me somehow Minnesota. Is inferior to Chicago? Fez? No, I mean Minnesota' is a good
4: two and a, two two and a half points better than the Bears.
2: Overreaction on the Bears. that means value on the lines.
3: Next we have the Chiefs a 16 and a half point favorite hosting the Cardinals.
2: Well Brad, I you get all the love on this one. In fact, we'll give you a yeah you know this was the shocker to me of the season. He uncovered it. If you go back six seasons, And find favorites of more than 11 points. Now, what's the old adage? Don't lay doubles in the NFL. I think I've said that about 5,000 times. Last six years, more than 11-point favorites? 68% against the spread. 50 winners, 24 losers, two pushes. Why? Why? I think it makes sense. How can you be a team so great that you're laying that many points? You've got to be a great passing team. In the modern NFL, last six seasons, passing teams, what do they do? They pass. And they tend to make the game have more snaps, and they score more points. So, old school thinking, the duct tape shoe sharps would say, well, they don't care about margin, which I think is true still, and they're going to run the ball when they get ahead. Does Kansas City tend to run the ball when they get ahead? No. I don't like the Chiefs here, but I'm not going to play the dog because of Brad Powers' amazing stat. By the way, Kansas City, also in Mexico City next week. Talk about a look ahead.
3: Next up, we have the Chargers, a 10-point favorite at the Raiders. This is all about motivation. I believe cutting
2: Bruce Irvin was the Raiders saying, Gruden saying, you quit on us, you're gone. So every other player's thinking, oh, maybe I won't play so hard. They know their jobs literally are on the line. Common assumption, Raiders have dumped in the season. I don't think it's true. They might be a horrible team, but I think the Raiders are playing hard.
3: And next we have the Rams, now a 9.5 point favorite hosting the Seahawks.
2: Now we talked about we like Seattle earlier. Here's a great trend. Teams that are 8-0 and or better, straight up, starting the season. Rams were. Then they lose, like they did against the Saints. Next game... Last 30 years, 16 times there's been this spot in that next game. Eight and eight straight up. So wait, you've won eight or more in a row, you lose a game, and then you're 500 the next game? That is let down mania right there. Another negative for the Rams.
4: Yes, and Seattle has not gotten blown out. They got blown out only one time the past two years where they've lost by double digits.
2: All right, so wow, shows you the intensity once and two. Fez, that was good. Holding that back. Last game, Brad.
3: Yeah, last game, Sunday Night Football. The Eagles getting some steam here, up to a seven-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Cowboys.
2: To me, the, I like the Eagles here, but I think the key to this is the health of Carson Wentz. You look at the whole season, he's 13 touchdowns, two interceptions, but you look at the game stats, each game that passes – the play calling more aggressive advantage Philadelphia, and the play of Wentz more aggressive. He's going downfield more. I think Wentz is playing better today than he has at any point in the season. That was the wisest, wise that wise guy wisdom.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at six p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: It's college time. Let's look at the biggest games. BC Clemson, we've talked about this a bunch. AP has Boston College way overrated. You and Vegas don't think they're near as good as their AP ranking of? 17. Uh, you think
3: not even close. Yeah, don't even have BC in the top 25, got him number 26. But
2: even though Vegas has been pretty down on Boston College, Boston College has really done well against the spread.
3: Yeah, so check this out. Last 19 games for Boston College going back to last season, Boston College is 16 and three against the spread. So, on one hand, AP says this team's great, Vegas saying not so great,
2: BC saying we might be better than you think, Vegas. Now, this line doesn't, <laughs> no respect. Number 17 team, Boston College at home, and the line was 20 points Clemson favored. You leaned, BC, Brad, but something's happened in the last day or so. It's now a like.
3: Yeah, and and what we get here as we get closer to kickoff time, we get a more defined weather forecast, and the weather is saying going to be significant winds on Saturday night in Boston, 15 miles an hour plus, and to me, that affects Clemson, who relies much more on the passing game than Boston College? So what have we seen with the line? We've seen the total come down now five full points on the game. That says, hey, lower scoring. To me, that means it's tougher to get margin in a lower scoring game. But yet the side, the spread of the game, has only come down about a half a point. To me, still some value on BC. I've gone from a lean to a like on Boston College.
2: Now that is awesome. Think about this. They're saying five less points. But somehow we're acting like that's going to be equal, even though Clemson's supposed to score so many more points. Line's 20. And the fact that Clemson throws more and the wind affects throwing more than anything, it's like the squares are not caring about the wind. They're not betting the total. The Sharps are betting the total. The Sharps are telling you this is not a good spot for Clemson by betting that total down. But, hey, Freddie Fanny Pack, he's still saying, give me Clemson. So now Boston College, you've bet it. Yep, bet it. Boston College plus 19 and a half.
4: Sure looks like a great correlated parlay to me to bet BC plus 19 and a half parlay to the under 55. We're counting on that win to slow down Clemson. Let's go ahead and parlay the dog to the under.
2: Now that's interesting. Correlated parlay is driven by the idea if one thing happens, the second thing is more likely. So your theory, Fez, is if Boston College covers the 19 and a half against Clemson, odds are it's a lower scoring game. Not all the time, but more than 50%. Absolutely.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: Best bet, Steve Fezzik.
4: Well, I just won my prop bet last night as well. RJ, I'm confident. Quit, I'm- quit. You're bragging. All right, let's go to the jungle. In Cincinnati, I am on the Bengals plus five and a half hosting the Saints. This could be one of the best scheduling spots of the year. The Bengals are off a of bye. They've only had to go on the road once since September 30th. Let's contrast that to what's going on with their opponent, the Saints. At Baltimore, tough game. They win. At Vikings, tough game. They get outstated, but they win. Then they beat the undefeated Rams, and now they go to play the Bengals with the Eagles on deck. Enormous edge in scheduling. I'm back in the Bengals.
2: Now, remember, that's Steve Fezic. At any time, any bet that a pro makes, we can press the green button. What's that? It's green, it's big, it has a dollar sign on it, and it makes this noise. When you press it, it means we're batting. Well, Fez? I'm betting you, baby. 100 bucks. We recap every Monday. Auto bet. Fez tips hundreds, but he hates losing, and I love winning. You, how many points? One question. How many points do you think the situation is the advantage for Cincinnati? Two the, points. Two. I agree. That's fair. That's not the only thing in this game. Are you really telling me the Bengals aren't way overrated by the market? enough to make it where it compensates for those two points of situational disadvantage for the Saints. They were plus four in turnovers and couldn't cover against Tampa Bay. How many coin flips has Cincy won? They've won three. So what would this line be if Cincy were 0-3 instead of 3-0 and 0 in those games? Probably would have been seven. Oh. You want you want to buy out? I mean out 50 <laughs> bucks I'll let you buy out. No, I'm
4: not buying out RJ because the Saints are on a 6 and 0 straight up and against the spread run and oh, earlier in the like show. Hor-
2: that sounds like a horrible thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right.
4: Earlier in the show you talked about a premium team on a long winning streak against the spread and how the market starts charging for it that. It
2: typically does, but in this case all guys like you are looking at the situation and it's trumping that the Saints have been winning so much. Oh, by the way, you were talking about your prop last night. How did you do on it? I played Big Ben over two touchdown passes, and he threw five. RJ, we won. That's your new theme when you brag. So how you how are you doing on the season in NFL? Sixty one percent against the spread. <laughs>
4: <laughs> how many Hilton Super Contests have you won? I've won two of them. <laughs> Hopefully three after you bring it home in the Super Contest Gold this year.
2: That's a good point, actually. By the way, you can follow Fez on Twitter, at Sports, F-E-Z-Z-I-K, at Sports, all kind of good stuff. Brad Powers, all the college knowledge, your best bet.
3: Yeah, we're going to go to the Big Ten. We're going to take the Ohio State Buckeyes, minus three and a half over Michigan State. And to me, it's finally here. The time has finally come where we can buy Ohio State low. Why? Last five games for Ohio State five straight non-covers for the Buckeyes. There's this thing in Vegas called Game of the Years, the big games of the season. After every week, you can bet a lot of these games in future weeks. Just a few weeks ago, Ohio State was nearly a double-digit favorite in this spot. Overreaction, in my opinion, for how bad Ohio State's done here recently. Give me the Buckeyes with still plenty to play for, minus three and a half over Michigan State.
2: R.J. Bell has the green button. (laughs) Another disagreement. Wow, we've never had this before. No. Recap on Monday. Here's the problem. Urban Meyer. I don't know if it's his functioning intellectually with the head issue. Maybe it's energy. Maybe it's distraction, family. But this team does not look. Let's be candid. Yep.
3: This team doesn't look like the Ohio State teams of old. It doesn't. And usually a good spot to back Urban Meyer. Traditionally, extra time to prep off a buy or in bowl games or season openers. In his career, Irvin Meyer, 74% against the spread. Ohio State was in that spot last week against Nebraska. Didn't even come close to covering the spread.
2: That's Brad Powers. Follow him on Twitter, Brad Powers. Seven, the number seven. My best bet, I don't think the boys are going to be pressing any buttons. Let's just say that. Dolphins. Plus 10. I get it. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to make a statement. No, he isn't. Colin had a great point today. It was brilliant. Aaron Rodgers is on pace to have the most throwaways in the history of the NFL. Why would he just throw the ball away? He's so mobile. He has such a great arm. It's him sending a message to the play college. Oh, another play of yours didn't work. I'm not going to take a hit. I'm not going to get a concussion. I'm going to throw it away. There's turmoil in this Green Bay team. They might win. But we are getting 10 points with the Dolphins. RJ Bell, best bet, Dolphins plus 10.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.